All right, welcome back to the Agenda Podcast. Uh, we got a lot of support on last week's episode, so we thank you guys for that. Uh, I'm joined again by Derek, as usual, but this time we got uh, a couple of guests. Alex50 from Newcastle, your timeline's favorite Newcastle fan, and uh, SJ Football. How are you guys doing? I'm, I'm good. That's a very good intro, I can't lie. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I try, I try. Um, yeah, so first on the list, uh, huge win for Chelsea yesterday. Uh, 2-0 against Atletico Madrid, 3-0 in aggregate. aggregate. Um, I can't stop smiling, man. Like Since yesterday, I've just been over the moon. Uh, SJ, what did you think of the game yesterday? Yeah, I mean, I can't lie to you. After the game, I was, I was so happy and like, buzzing. I couldn't even take it in. Not really take it in. I was more taking it in than actually um, focusing on what actually happened in the game, which is pretty annoying considering I have to speak about it now. Yeah, no, like, yeah. I understand, like, um, after the first goal, like, I think I just tuned out for, like, 20 minutes because I was just so excited that we actually looked like we're playing well in a Champions League game. Yeah. And then, like, I, I missed, like, how well Conte played because I was just so focused on, like, winning. So I had to watch the game again to see, like, his performance and then, like, Rudiger's performance and all these things. But, I mean, like, for the first time under Tuchel, I think we looked, like, super, super dominant, like... From minute one, I didn't think like we're gonna lose. I think um, it, it could for you be the first time. For me, it was um, I think Everton it was a pretty it was a pretty similar performance. Okay, Everton, yeah, that's true. I think yeah, um, I think it was almost like, identical to the Everton game uh, in the way that we attacked, and then we almost like when they tried to press us, we played out so well, and then kept spinning them in behind them. The way the attackers always stretched their back line was it was it was really good. But yeah, I think I, I only started to deep it like when when we took a break for half time. I started like realizing I was actually playing really good. Yeah. But during the game, I was I'm always like panicking that something crazy is gonna happen. Like they're gonna score a uh, world deal. That's you know that stupid penalty incident. That oh my god. Just, yeah, yeah. As Asb has this gene. Like he's obsessed. Like any big game we have, he's like I'm just gonna try and mess this up for you guys. Like. 2013 Europa League final, he has that handball. Oh, 13-14, yeah. <laughs> he ended our like unbeaten home record or something like that. Yeah, where he, yeah, like, he, uh, Barini in the box against Sunderland. And that, like, if we win that game, we probably win the title that year, right? And, yeah, then, I mean, and then yesterday with the freaking the, yeah, the penalty. I mean, I don't down. think it was... Derek, Come I was on, talking man. to Derek yesterday. He says it's a penalty. Yeah. I don't think it is. I think it was. It was away from the ball, first of all. I think the ball was... You said it, he was in reach, and after watching the video, I think he was in reach of getting the ball again, like Carrasco. And Ashby reached out of his way, away from the ball, to pull Carrasco to make sure he doesn't get to the ball. It has to be a penalty. For me. I just think it's too soft. Like, Carrasco would not fall over from that. Like, he definitely, of like, course, but, enhanced the contact. And tried to yeah, but the reason he fell down was because he knew that if he stood straight up, the ref isn't going to go to VAR and rewatch it. So I think it's like the foul itself that's like I don't know. I get focused on not the reaction. I don't know. I, I mean, Simeone said it. He was like, "We, I'm not going to talk about the penalty. Like we were completely outclassed." So yeah, yeah. the, the thing with Aspilicueta as well is, I feel like he's not the type of player that's like just like sloppy. There's some players, defenders that are like sloppy. It's lapses of it's lapses of focus. It's lapses of just like mental awareness. He yeah. seems yeah, doing when he makes these mistakes. He just seems far too overconfident. 
and what he can do. He always yeah, he like... <laughs> overextends himself or tries to go too far and does something. And like, you just can't do that. You don't need to try and do that. And you put yourself in a much more dangerous position by doing it's, it. It's all these Spanish players in their team. They they think they can get away with it and they make like really stupid fouls. And they're just like, no, 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 no. And they like put their hands up to the referee. But yeah. I don't know. I think he's pretty lucky. The LA but... players in that all game is ridiculous. Oh, they're so annoying, man. I can't I hate... Go ahead. I thought it was a, um, I thought it was Stonewall, to be fair. Really? Because what he does was he made a dodgy pass backwards. I, I still don't know why he done it backwards. Towards yeah, yeah, I've seen that. In that position. It reminded me of the way like Ross Barkley headed it back against Man City that time. Oh, it just it was oh, so yeah. And and then when the when he, he realizes that, okay, I'm in trouble here, he yanks at him, like he pulls him. Like in the Premier League, after exactly, yeah. referee looks at that um at VAR, then we're in trouble. But I don't know how we've locked out for the third time in a row. I, yeah, I, I, I saw your tweet the other day about like how we've gotten away with like secret or not secret like uh later penalties yeah like 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 Hudson Adoy's against United like the handball like I would never give that but Conte's handball against Liverpool like that was a stonewall penalty for me well he's the other way around to be fair like, that really one was, like it looked so obvious especially the fact that VAR agreed with like what everyone was thinking as well VAR was like yeah that's a penalty and we just, I don't know how we lucked out so differently. And they were like, that, that kind of stuff, like, like we do, we do need that kind of stuff though to take us over like the initial hump. Like, we, we didn't really get that in the beginning of the year. Like, I, I don't know if this is just me like thinking this, but I felt like everything that could go against us did in the first couple months of the season. So it's just mm-hmm. nice to get it back, you know? Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, in that December period, everything went wrong. It was like, Anything that could go wrong, like Shaka scoring a free kick from about 26, 27 yards. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Upside down. Come on, respect him. He's a good free kick taker, not going to lie. He's always had that within him. Yeah, no, but bad. he does one a season. And imagine yeah. that one against your against us. You're like breaking the TV. I think as well, those types of penalties, you're not really that bothered because basically you dominated the game entirely. So it's not as big of a deal. It's more yeah. irritating when like, you have a penalty that was completely changes the outcome of the game. Like yeah. You were definitely going to sail through that game, regardless. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I yeah. think that's why Simeone, um, what he said after the game makes sense, because we did actually, like, they did nothing to warrant to complain yeah, yeah, about that penalty. So, like, it was, was a 50-50 like... game, and that would have changed. Um, the, it, it might have at the beginning, but it just, they, they weren't good at all. So I mean, I was so surprised. Like I don't watch a lot of La Liga, but everything I heard from my the league the La Liga fans that I followed, they were like, "Oh, Madrid are so good! Like this is the year they win the La Liga! Like they're gonna be a serious team!" Like when they went from the like minute one in the second leg, like they had no idea what to do with the ball. Like when they got the ball, they looked like clueless. Yeah, they were like playing route one football. Like what was that? Felix? I feel like they the like they really don't know what to do when they're exactly. not defending a lead. I think especially as well, if if they do go on to win La Liga, this really does cement how much better the Premier League is a quality entirely. Is over yeah, La Liga now. I mean, just watching that game, and it would happen in every... I mean, the, the Sociedad manager, I think, said it about after the Man United game. The midfield, the quality in the midfield between La Liga teams and Premier League teams is... Oh, it's... Miles I mean, obviously, you have players like Cruz and Modric, but... Like, exactly. the, the Chelsea's midfield just steamrolled theirs. It was ridiculous. And, and midfield is a weak point for us. It's like, that's where we need to improve in the summer. <laughs> yeah. It's not even like, like, I like Kovacic, but I mean, I still think he has time to grow as a player or else we need to, like, you know, see someone else that can go there. And then Conte struggles with, like, inconsistency issues. I mean, he was 10 out of 10, but 
you know, I've seen games this year where he hasn't been up to that level. So, like, the fact that our midfield can just do that against the La Liga's best team, you know. I think, and also without your best midfielder, Mason Mount was um, gone. You didn't yeah. play. And you guys, <laughs> you guys played better second leg without him. That's not a knock on him. He's a great player. But you guys played better second leg than first leg. So, actually, he, it looked horrible Tuchel, on Atletico. Under Tuchel, he plays more of a winger. He doesn't really play in the midfield. Yeah, you just have to take up his own because Habers and Ziyech are going to kind of take up, like, uh, the channels. Basically. Yeah. I mean, going back to the game, though, like, when the lineup came out, I was fine with Havertz playing because we needed space because Drood wouldn't be able to run into that. Um, and Werner on the left as an outlet was fine. Ziyech was the one, before the game, I was really confused because I just thought he was going to keep giving the ball away and we would need that width down the right with either Hudson or Pulisic. But Ziyech actually, like, he won the ball up pretty high, and he was releasing Werner, you know, quite often in the game. So I think he had a, a pretty decent game. And if he can continue that for us, like, I mean, I hope he can recoup some of the value because so far he's been a huge disappointment. Yeah, that was his first home goal in all comps, you guys. Kind of. Yeah. Like, you expect someone who's CL proven, a great technical player to do much better than that and not get his first home goal in, like, what's it, March... 15th in the season, so it's been kind of a dud this season. Yeah. Uh, on the value point, though, to be fair, you are quite fortunate that you are Chelsea. So, like, other clubs, there's a lot of other clubs where exactly, you know, yes. you'd, want to, you'd want to just, like, get a player if we were going to sell him or just get rid of him, you'd want to maximise the value. I make the point with Kante, like, any other club, now would be a very good time to try and chip him on. Purely because you can see, I mean, he's still, I think he's still world class, but you yeah. can see slowly his injuries are picking up. And he's start, he starting to, like, decline as a player. So you, mm-hmm. if you were Liverpool, you'd sell him now because you'd get the most value out of him. But yeah, that makes sense. You have the fortune of, for, like, the fortune of being Chelsea, that it doesn't really matter. And, you know, even on top of that, like, I don't know how Marina does it, but the way she's able to sell, like, washed players for, like, huge <laughs> sums of money is ridiculous. Like, yeah. I think I we think made... make profit on Morata? We made profit on Morata. We made profit on Diego Costa and Oscar. It was ridiculous. Oscar makes sense yeah. because he went to China, so we're going to get a huge fee. Maratta, there's some like money laundering going on. That's the only explanation. Really? And then, like Diego Costa, that made no sense to me either. Yeah, 60 million and he was washed. Well, that's that's Simeon's like, disease obsession with like old Finnish strikers. They're just slow, disgusting strikers. He, has a weird he loves, like, they signed Mandzukic over the last, uh, like, 14-15, yeah. they had Mandzukic, I think. They played Jackson then... Martinez as well. Yeah, yeah, Jackson his, Martinez. His eye for setting forwards is just very strange. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, also, they've... You know, going back to that um, N'Golo Conte po- uh, yeah, point yeah. where you were mentioning about his injuries, I think that's one thing I think we need to give Tuchel credit for. He's he managed him well. Yeah, like he knows when to play him and when not to play him. Like I remember yeah. the Everton game, he was like, "We're gonna have most of the ball here. You might as well play Kante Kovac, uh, Kante not Kante Kovacic, Jorginho Kovacic, and yeah. then um, bring him on later in the game." And like we've got the lead, and they're trying to attack us. Um, I mean, like when Tuchel first came, he was saying like, oh, "I'm so excited to have Kante like in my team because I wanted him at PSG." Yeah. And the first couple of games he didn't play, and I was like, well, what was that all about? And, you know, now it makes a little bit more sense that, you know, he's using him sparingly because he knows, like, his skill set isn't needed for games like Everton or, um, I don't know, when we played, like, who else did we play that he played in? Uh, it was, there was Tottenham away as well, I remember, when we had all the ball. Yeah, yeah, or like Sheffield when we played them. Yeah, Kante. I mean, there was Sheffield, yeah. 
I think with um, the way he plays him, it's it's almost like he studies the opposition better than Lampard did. I think because Lampard oh, sure. always played Kante like in every single uh-huh. game, every single competition. Yeah. He'd always play him as that like lone six, and I think that was literally wearing out his legs. I think we were, we were going to see him completely injured by the end of the season. If we kept playing that way, this guy playing as a lone six by himself, like no help, basically. <laughs> uh, I mean, he can yeah. he can play as a lone six, but when you have the, when the two people in front of him are t- like attacking midfielders, I mean, Mount comes back, right? But Havertz in midfield is a passenger. So I mean, Conte was doing the job of like two people. Going back to the um, the Atletico game, and obviously Tuchel absolutely outclassed Simeone. I kind of want to shed some light on Simeone. He's he looks like he's going to bottle La Liga. He's just been bounced from the Champions League by Chelsea. Everyone thought prior to the first leg that Atletico was going to wash you guys. I'm not going to lie. I thought they were going to do that too. So did and, I. And, Copa, and in um, Copa del Rey, Atletico lost to a third division Spanish team. Yeah. So, like, their season is just crumbling right before our eyes. And no one's talking about it because Atletico's not, like, they don't have Jews, man. No I, mean, I think his position as a manager has changed quite a lot over the last few years as well. Because I used to think a few years ago, I was like, it doesn't matter whether he doesn't win or anything. Atletico, they're not Madrid and they're not Barca. So their fans exactly. would probably be happy to just they're get, get so far and then rebuild and then be bad for a while and then repeat that process. But now the fact that they have like billionaire owners, a gigantic stadium, and they spend 100 plus million on players, the yeah. expectations for him as a manager have gone up. Yeah. For I sure. just, I, I've never watched a game of him in the CL where I thought this guy is like the one to win a Champions League. I feel like in. Fair, go ahead, go ahead. That, sorry. Um, to be fair, there was that brief period between, I think, was it 2014 and before, like 2017? He, he was always getting like super close. Yeah, like yeah. A really like, not not an average side, but, uh, not at that level side. And you you think like he's a few plays away from. Becoming that guy that wins the Champions League. It was the 13 14. They made the final and they lost 4 1. But yeah. that was like, if you remember, hey, Diego Costa wasn't fit for to start, right? Yeah. And he insisted on starting and then he had to come off within like 10 minutes. So they were, they wasted a sub, right? So when the game went to extra time, Madrid threw on three subs and they just destroyed them, right? Yeah, I think that game they were a little bit unlucky. And then 15 yeah. 16, that was, I mean, that's the most boring Champions League final I've ever watched, but. Um, that was also like kind of just like, there was some... he missed the penalty, right? Yeah, he missed the penalty. Yeah, I remember that he skied him pretty sure. Oh, no, he hit the crossbar. Yeah, yeah, he hit the crossbar. Yeah. I mean, he took one in the shootout and scored, but like, what does that mean? You could have scored it in. He's not, he took penalties in France in the World Cup. He's not a terrible penalty taker. I mean, oh, is, not at all. Unlucky, but yeah. Wasn't that like the unluckiest season ever for Griezmann? Didn't he like finish runners up in the league, runners up in the Champions League and the Euros? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Poor guy. That's like comparable to like Balak in what 2002 when he finished runner-up in Bundesliga Euros. Yeah, yeah. I think he lost the final also. I mean, I saw this on Twitter when people were saying like, "Is Gerard the biggest loser ever?" But I mean, it's probably like Balak or like Maldini or something like that. Yeah, I mean, these guys lose a lot of finals. Yeah, they made the finals in lot. Like Gerard was just on bad teams not making it. Like, Wait, I don't even. I don't think. Or... I don't think you could class. After, it's, no matter what, you, you can write off every single other final. He's won or lost for Gerard. Istanbul alone makes him not a loser. No, no. no I just. Different. I mean, Maldini's not a loser either. I just mean like in terms of like always finishing oh, like, second. See, really? Yeah, yeah. I got you, mean, yeah. 
yeah, mean, yeah. Even that AC Milan side, the one that was obviously no one's pretend, no one's gonna pretend that that's like a bad side. It's an amazing side, but they were never like amazing in the league. They yeah, I mean, I, very often. I was watching that uh, that Milan side like live, like I was at the game. So I mean, yeah, <laughs> I really saw for yeah, uh, took my jet that day, innit? Yeah, it was, it was a movie. But uh, <laughs> it was it was so warm as well, honestly. That was great speaking, Alex, speaking what you said about, uh, or I think it was SJ actually, what you said about Simeone, like how he needs like one more player to do well. I yeah. feel like he's kind of similar to Sari in the sense that when they have worse players, whoa, 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 whoa. just <laughs> you guys didn't even let me finish. <laughs> I think he's similar to Sari in the sense that when they have a worse squad, the players are willing to do whatever the coach says to perform. Yep. And like for Simeone, like if you're some bum winger, right, and he's giving you a chance and he says run for 90 minutes, you're going to listen to him, right? But if you get someone like like Jao Felix and you're like run for 90 minutes, is he really going to listen to you? like that type of talent, you know? And I think Sari has the same issue. But, I mean, it's like the hard bad thing for Chelsea, isn't it? Yeah, like you spent the first half of the season, you played pretty solid Sari ball, and then and towards then the end of the season, like... you did notice it become more and more. Let's just give Hazard the ball and see what he does with it. Yeah, he <laughs> and was it like, worked because it's Hazard. Yeah. But <laughs> yeah, I mean that's off topic. But I mean, I just it's just something that I, I thought yeah, of. I guess. Um, no, I'm just yeah. saying um, with no, I, th- I think I, I know what you're trying to say, but I think um, yeah, sorry, no. Not not really similar. <laughs> As in, Sorry's more of a I don't I don't know how to like who to compare him to because he's such a such a random. Um, yeah, he's a very uh, very peculiar odd, manager. Very peculiar. Yeah, yeah. Like, but I know what you're trying to say. As in, um, with not not weaker players like lesser players. If you yeah, tell yeah, them yeah. something, they'd listen without actually having the attitude saying, "No, I'm, I'm too good for this." Exactly. Say, so sit back to all your wingers and then. Just let the striker do all, all the. It's basically like Mourinho. Exactly. Yeah. 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 I mean, anyways, we went really off topic there, but huge, <laughs> huge win for us yesterday. Um, the happiest I've been in a long, long time. I mean, I was even giving praise to like Jorginho for hugging Mount, and like I've been slating Jorginho oh. all summer or all year. Um. Anyways, we can uh move on to Alex's. Favorite I was about team. to comment that imagine being happy about football. That'd be, uh, that'd be fun. <laughs> uh, Newcastle, man. Like I think you guys are seventeenth right now in the table. Uh, I think so. Yeah, I believe so. Seventeenth. Um, yeah. Like, what do you think? I mean, didn't you guys hire like a second coach to come in? We did. Yeah, Graham Jones. Um, which it was weird because everyone was like, "Oh, well, why are we just sacking the manager and getting a new manager?" It's really obvious what the problem is. I mean, I don't think we've had over the years in Newcastle. There's been so many things that people have disagreed with and like vehemently against each other. But there's nothing we are more unanimously agreed with. Like, it's not like the Chelsea fan base where you're very split. And yeah. We all 100% agree that Bruce just needs to go. Just, there's no need for him <laughs> to stay anymore. So we hire this new coach, and I'm going to be honest, the football got looked a lot better. Like we beat Hamden 3-2. I know we conceded two goals, down yeah, yeah. errors. But the football looked a lot better and it seemed like we had like an actual system. So we spent nearly all season, you had no idea what formation we were going to play or who was going to be on the pitch or what the game plan was. I mean, usually the game plan was defend, but not really defending in a good way. Just kind of sit back, which ended yeah. up you lose like 5 nil teams because it wasn't, it wasn't, he doesn't coach a defence. It's not a defence. <laughs> it's not a good block. It's not like a Mourinho team that even though it's, not nice to watch. It defends well. But Graham Jones, he plays a diamond. So we have Wilson on the right striker. And then we have... It's a, probably St. Maximum. It depends who's there. And then Almiron is a 10. 
So Almiron's finally in his correct position. And we played pretty nice football, but then Wilson got injured, Almiron got injured, and then Sir Maximum got injured. So And they won't be back till mid-April. So it does heavily look like we are just finished. I mean, I'm not, like, super tuned into, like, Newcastle affairs and everything like that, but... I mean, why does Mike Ashley, like, why is he so insistent on keeping someone that the entire fan base obviously well, does not want and is not it, performing well either? I mean, this one, I'm just, he's, he's a very hands-off owner. He does, I don't even think he visits the stadium anymore. He used to quite a few times, but we started, like, singing expletives towards his stand <laughs> in the game, so I think he stopped coming. But he obviously, I think it costs $4 million to sack South Bruce, so I genuinely think that might be the reason why. It's just he doesn't want to pay for it. And uh, we're going for this. He, he's still doing the takeover process thing, because he's still in the Prem right now, because he wants yeah. the money back. Uh, I genuinely just don't think, I just don't think he's bothered at this point. He used Isn't... to be bothered, because his main thing was, he like when we finished fifth, he didn't spend any money that summer, because he was like, well, we're going to be in the Prem. He does not care about taking yeah. the club in the club. He just wants the club in the Prem. It's why we always, whenever we go down, we always spend money. We spent... 90 million when we went down the first time, when well, second time with the Rafa. <laughs> we, 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 we recouped 40 million total. We were net 40 million. But we spent so much money because all he wants is to get in the Prem for the Prem money. He does not care about anything else. I mean, he's a, he's a business. Like, he owns, like, Sports Direct, right? Like, yeah, yeah. that's his company? That's purely that's what he has to bought for. He bought the like, he's just for profit. Him. It was a good money opportunity. And he was right. He sucked all the money out of it. He could. I mean, the whole stadium's covered in Sports Direct advertisements that they don't even pay for. It's his company. <laughs> It's just free advertisement. I mean, that's that's why I love Roman. I mean, Roman literally bought us for fun. Like, he was bored. And he was like, I want to buy a team. And he yeah. just bought us. Like, I'm so grateful that we have him. Like, yeah, I mean, recently, we gave, the players, like, we gave the players, like, three days off uh, for no reason. Because Bruce, uh, Bruce's philosophy of football is, like, the 1980s thing. Like, oh, just go out and play, lads. Be passionate. Have like desire. It just, all of that. <laughs> but it, it, I genuinely don't think he has any tactical ideas whatsoever other than he picks a formation i mean even the subs the other get the other day he subbed on matt ritchie and didn't tell matt ritchie where he was supposed to be so we just had conceded the goal against wolves equalizer during the game a must-win game purely because we never had a right back there was just no right back on the pitch he didn't you know, it's, think. it's so funny like the way you speak about bruce and the way people view like graham potter who's only one place ahead of you like brighton like yeah. They're only a point ahead of you, and you actually have more wins than them. But the narrative yeah, around Steve fair. Bruce and Graham Potter is so the underlying, <laughs> like, the underlying the analytics state Brighton should be like my tire. All yeah, of them. I know. But, I mean, do you think under- you'll do you think you'll stay up, Alex? Though um, it depends how soon Wilson comes back. If Wilson's not back in the next two or three games, no, we're down. Because I, I mean, mean, we have a, a, for centre forwards in the league. You know the like, percentage of goals involved in. He's the yeah, highest yeah. in the whole league. We, our entire team relies on him being on the pitch. You know, I can't lie. If I didn't know you, like, I would want Newcastle to go down because they take <laughs> they take points off us every year. We so, do, like, I and I would rather have Fulham in, like, in the league than you guys because we always beat up on Fulham. But because I know you, I want them to stay up because I don't want you to be sad, obviously. Yeah, yeah. But, see, I, at this oh, point, I wouldn't even I'd mind going down. down because it's fun being down. When you go down and you win every game, it's amazing. It's beautiful it really annoys like the fans in that league as well like the ones who were there forever like your Middlesbrough <laughs> and all that they're always like ah he's bought the league and then when we lose it's like oh you're here forever lads and it's i mean it funny. must be like what norwich fans go through i mean they go down and come straight back up every fucking year their situation is funny though because they go down come back up and then get battered by every team in the prem at again. least you guys come up and stay like we stay a little come up bit. and go straight back down <laughs> unbelievable alex, alex and 
Oh. Did you did you read that story about um what happened with Richie and Steve Bruce? Oh yeah, like the fight they had. That you got, how, yeah, what, yeah. what do you, you think remember what he said this? to him? Yeah, Bruce didn't he didn't uh, Richie call him a coward and yeah, trying, like barge him or something. I don't know. Yeah, Bruce pushed him or something and told him just like to, like f off. And I think he Richie called him. I mean, Richie's well within his right to call him that because I've I've seen a few other fans that seem to like they get over on players. Like fair enough, Joel Linton hilarious signing but they just they seem to put too much complaining constantly on our players and i'm like it's just obviously not our players fault it's so obviously not because these are the, i mean this is just rafa's squad which finished 10th repeated but with 100 more million more signings i mean we have a best right we have a better striker we've got some maximum like we'd be way better if we had just a real manager it doesn't even matter if we had rafa or not i mean rafa is available right he is available, but I don't yeah. think he'll ever come back. Yeah, I think he's not, he's, he's, not that ship sailed for him. Unless the takeover occurs, I don't think he's coming back. To be fair, yeah, um, with, with Newcastle... Yeah. Go ahead. Sorry. Okay. But the thing... Uh, you know you were talking about Graham Jones rec- uh, earlier today? So, yeah. I, I, I'm not going to lie and say that I watched Newcastle. Like, Smith said. Like, I'm not going to lie about that. No need. <laughs> but I was watching <laughs> Newcastle against United, right? Yeah. Obviously, I'm going to watch United. And you guys pressed us to oblivion. We could barely even touch the ball. Like, Matic, yeah. obviously, Ole started a Matic um, McTominay pivot because I guess he thought Matic would have some composure on the ball, even though he's a little slow and has really few passing angles. But for the first 15, 25 minutes, we, could, we were just passing it um, along our back three. Obviously, McTominay is dropping back. And you guys were just pressing us, and we couldn't even do a thing. We couldn't even bring the ball up. Bruno had to drop so deep to pick up the ball. It was... Hell for us. Derek, I think that's more of an indictment on Ole's tactics than what Steve <laughs> Bruce is doing. Not Steve Bruce, Graham Jones. Graham, Graham Jones. Yeah, the, the thing with Graham Jones is, is that it does annoy me as well because you can see that if he was just a manager, things would be much better. I don't think he's amazing or anything, but we wouldn't go down with him. I mean, Bruce has the final say over players as well, so I don't understand. Like he keeps playing Shelby, and I'm like, you're trying to press with the three here. And you're playing Shelby, who's like the least bothered player in the world. He, just, he, he doesn't even speak to Matty Longstaff anymore and doesn't play Sean. I know Sean's regressed, but Sean can press and so can Willock and so can Hayden. So I don't understand why they're not on the pitch. Yeah, it's a weird one. Yeah. To be fair, with um, uh, Shelby, I think you don't have a sweet spot for him because on FIFA 13, I always used to buy him on Karima. <laughs> so I don't want to hear any slander on I like. That one, I think it's Liverpool fans who sing that song about him, where they're like, oh. "Harry Potter is coming for you." When, when yeah. Shelby like warms up, that, yeah, that's, that's like why I like him. He's like a cult hero for me. Ah, hey Shelby, I, just, I, I have a, a very can, passionate hair for John Shelby. You can hear pass. Te- yeah, his technique is good, man. But my God, I hate that man so much. <laughs> him, him, uh, no, Ashley, Bruce, and Shelby in like an order of like people I'd like to die in. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, do Newcastle fans not like Shelby like that, or is it just no, you? The, the Keiths like Shelby, like the like the proper the match going, like the lads who have the NUFC tattoo on the bellies and punch horses. They love Shelby. Like, oh yeah, proper proper British footballer. Loves a good pass, <laughs> kick it over the fence. So like, but he doesn't defend. He doesn't trap back. He can't pass it short. He can't make a tackle. He's just horrendous. I mean, he pocketed Pogba once. That was good, but that's it. Really. Oh my god, you guys are living off that. Still <laughs> your kids. All I'm saying, he was he was sat on the bench crying, Derek. He was actually crying when he got subbed off. So, no, that's it. Pogba just doesn't have yeah, that yeah, English grit. Yeah, you got it, man. He ain't got that. He doesn't know the British way. He doesn't know the British way. He's the English grit to succeed in the Premier League. Anyways, um, 
Yeah, we let you waffle on a long time, Alex. So let's move on from that. Um, uh, we'll do the Q and A now. You guys sent in a lot of questions that I was not expecting, so uh, we won't be able to answer all of them. I'll try to get a nice variety in there. Um, first off, this is for just everyone from at Zettergol, uh, everyone's favorite comp maker. He asks, uh, "Where do Chelsea need to improve, both individually and collectively?" So, SJ, I'll go to you first. Uh, individually, where do you think Chelsea need to improve? Um, individually, as in, particular. I think he means like positions. Positions. Yeah. Uh, yeah. For me, it. A lot of people think it should be a striker, which I strongly disagree. I think it should be in our midfield. Same. I think Tuchel's playing this formation just to accommodate a weak midfield. I think. Yeah, I um, agree. Yeah, I think we should get in another six that can play better alongside Kante rather than always switching between two players depending on what team are playing against. I mean, I was I was saying this to Derek the other day about Kovacic and Jorginho, and Jorginho like how a lot of their fans are like, oh, you see, if you put them in the right team, like they're going to succeed. Like that's because they have five defenders covering them, exactly. right? Like, exactly. Ideally, if, ideally, if we had somebody who could play next to Kante in the midfield and not need two wingbacks and an extra center back next to him, then that would be ideal. I mean, I think we're looking at that, uh, the Monaco midfielder, like Tushameni or something. Tushameni, yeah. Uh, I don't know anything about him. I'm sure Zettergold does, but... Um, that is a yeah, I think, favorite, speaking of him. Yeah, we need a, a, a midfielder, I think. And then collectively, I just think we need goals. I, I think, think our attackers need, uh, step up. One of those random plays that Zettergold likes to um, tweet about. Yeah, he's just pick up any of his locker. Right? In his basement, he locks them up. Like, <laughs> random French. He tweeted about that guy who was in that video with Saliba. Yeah, he tweeted. Like, three <laughs> months before that? it happened. <laughs> um, all right, so this next question comes from Young Baz. He says, rank England's best fullbacks on both sides in order. Um, he didn't give a number, so I'll just say, like, three. Um like on three left backs, three right backs. Uh, we'll yeah. start with you, Derek, if you can give. Oh, your... I don't. Oh, if you go start with Derek, uh, no, we know what he's oh going to say. God. We know what he's going to say. <laughs> go on, Derek. I put you boys on. Okay, uh, left back. <laughs> I'm going to go Shaw, um, Chilwell, and can you even name oh, a third. Who's the third one? I would take Cresswell over Chilwell. Who? Cresswell. Oh, okay. Yeah, I guess he's the third one then. Are you taking him over Chilwell? Uh, I'm, I'm not going to say that. Cresswell's nah. been good this year, man. I mean, it's fine, yeah, but Chilwell has, like, years before, too, at Leicester. I mean, if you want to consider Saka a left-back, then you put him over Chilwell. No, but no, no, no. He's a I don't, winger. Yeah, I'd say he's a winger. And I mean, then on the right side, Derek? <laughs> well, we know what this is going to be. No, I'm going to be. I'm, I'm not going to be biased. Um, the light skin at Liverpool. Um, <laughs> I wouldn't say his name. The light skin at Chelsea. And Aaron Bloodcart, Juan Basaka. Is that in order? Is that right back? Is that right back? Yeah, order? it's in order. Yeah, yeah. Oh, order. I'm, su- I'm surprised. Yeah, I'd go. I'd go right back. Reese, Trent, and then Lamptey. Over Trent. All right, fair enough. Yeah, left back. I'd go Saka yeah. or not Saka. Uh, Shaw, Cresswell, then Chilwell. What would you guys go, Alex? Um. I mean, I, do, I agree with Derek's left backs, like Shaw, Chilwell, and then Creswell. Mm-hmm. That would be my three. And then right back, I see right, the thing with right back is it depends what... I have no idea what Southgate wants to play. Does he want to play a back three? If he wants to play a back three, I'd take Walker because he can play the right centre-back and he can play the right wing-back. Yeah. 
But if he wants to play back four, I'd, I mean, I'd, I'd probably take Trent because it is just, you know, even though he's not at the best yet, he's still Trent at the end of the day, you know what I mean? That's true. But uh, Rhys James as well. And then... I don't know who my third one would be. Walker, yeah. Trent, Rhys James, Walker. Moving my three. All right, man. All right. <laughs> what I about got... you, uh, SJ? I got my boy Obese James. <laughs> right back for England. Then... Probably Trent and then Walker. Yeah. I'm a massive Walker fan. I don't even know why he's so low in this. Actually, not to be fair, I'm putting Walker first. Walker. Wow. Trent. Uh, Walker, Reese, Trent. Okay. And then okay. left back will probably be the same. Short and two other people. They can fail. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I, I do have. There's a bit in me that would like to take Wambasaka. And the only reason I'd want to take him is that I feel like he'd be just an incredible asset. Say you're playing against France, or you're playing against one of the teams as a. Really, yeah, really good one v one winger. He's that an insane true. asset to try and get up early in the game and then put him on just to lock the lock that side down for the rest of the game. Because he, end of the day, I don't think he, I think he's poor on the ball. I think he's very poor in a lot of situations. But one v one ability, he is just very, very good. Uh, Alex, you know, um, I watched Aaron Saka play right back for England under twenty ones a couple of years ago. He was. I don't think he wasn't good at all in that game and scored a last minute on goal against France and never played again. <laughs> I think that's an England player. He's going to play for DR Congo. I think his first choice was there, maybe. It does make me laugh how this is the first time in football history, really, that you can have this much of a conversation over fullbacks. Sure. <laughs> all right, we should move on from that. So, Triple A asks Sheik and Golo deserves massive respect for that sublime performance. Is it his best or the one against Barca 2018 better? What do you think, SJ? Uh, I'll pick the game that we won, but I think so. Last night was probably better because, to be fair, I don't remember much from that Barcelona game because I've not watched it since I watched it live. Yeah, yeah. So I would actually disagree. I think the Barca, like, I think defensively he was better today. Um, but I think Barca away 2018, I think that's the most complete performance I've ever seen from him. Like, he didn't make a single mistake going forward, yeah. defending, passing everything. He was honestly 10 out of 10 that day. So that I would season, take the Barca game. That season was his best by far. Like, for sure, for that, sure. Football all round, he was incredible. So I mean, people remember like 15, 16, and then 16, 17 because of titles. But on an individual level, 17, 17. 18 was unbelievable. And he won a World Cup as well. Which exactly, yeah. Forget. Yeah, subbed yeah. off in the final, by the way. For Nzonzi. Baldi Nzonzi. Because it was I know little... you're not serious. I, I know you're not serious. That's all I'm going to say on that. We'll put, put, your, put your PFA player of the year on the table. Put your Premier League put titles on the table. Cup. Put your World Cup final full 90 on the table, brother. Well, we do not care about a full 90. I'm sorry. <laughs> Manzuki just coming with his four ninety and Rabich. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Everyone can do that. Um, it love Ringo. Except Conte. Yeah. Um. All right. Uh, Yusuf again. I don't know if I pronounced his name right. Apologies if I didn't. Uh, he says thoughts on Chelsea's Champions League chances. I think we have a good shot, honestly. If we avoid City in the next draw, I think we can reach the finals. Yeah, it it depends entirely on your draw. If you get a bad draw. It's a team like City could put you to the sword. So the really draw is depends. tomorrow, so we'll have it to. Depends wait how early. I feel like if it, the later on in the competition you get City, the better your chances are because they are City at the end of the day. If you get City like early, if you get City next round, you'd, you'd fare much better than you would if you got City in the semi-finals or the finals. You guys get a Dortmund. You guys might struggle with them because 
who's going to handle Holland? I would love to see. Bro, Rudiger. Rudiger will lock him up. Zoom maximum prison. Cut, the Kurt Zuma Hive is ready for that challenge, man. Zoom right. maximum prison. Y'all are not Zoom ready for this. We are locking him up. <laughs> Holland's going to go back Last to. Time I said Austria. that over dropped him. Just, that's just, that was just. Uh, we, I mean, we have to give one once in a while. I mean, you have to let a couple of convicts escape, or else it's, you know. In the final? Yeah. All right, all right anyways, anyways, moving on. Um, all right, we'll do a couple more serious ones, and then we'll get to the stupid ones that all you guys asked. <laughs> um, okay, so Tariq4PF says, early differences between Lampard's Chelsea and Tuchel's Chelsea. That's a good question, actually. Well, I mean, I can answer this in like two seconds. Obvious, clear game plan. There you go. That's that question yeah. done. Just yeah, do I mean, plan. Lampard, we just look. I mean, I like him a lot, obviously. We just look lost in a lot of the games. He's a nice guy. A bit of, pa- I mean, passion, you know, desire. Passion. <laughs> <laughs> but Tuchel does seem, yeah, it's all of his team selections seem, they make more sense in my head. And I understand why. Yeah, I know like... some of them are weird. Alonso, strange, but I get why he's doing it. Yeah. That's I think Tuchel's more of a nerd. Lampard's yeah, yeah exactly. We need yeah, that nerd, exactly. though. We need a little bit. I would like when I United, too. I need either Ole's going to fix up, or we're just going to have to upgrade again. Nah, you can't become a nerd. You're either born a nerd or you're not, and Ole is not. All right, um, we got a lot of questions, Derek, about your face mask in your profile picture. This one comes mm-hmm. from Sam Tyler. He says, does Derek dead arse wear a face shield every time he goes to the gym? <laughs> dead arse? Dead arse? They dead said dead. Off. They didn't say dead ass. They said dead arse. I know. So I have to say it like that. Stop our word, you filthy Brit. Do you actually wear one every time, Derek? No, nah, not today. I left in the car today. But uh, yeah, before, oh, it's actually the first time I went after gyms reopened, I didn't wear one. And this guy was doing bicep curls next to me and he turned to sneeze and he sneezed in my direction. And from that day, I, always, I wore the mask and the shield. I went COVID, is, COVID is not even real, so I mean, I don't think you need to. It is. Didn't man. you lose your taste and your smell to me? You told me that, right? I literally, I go outside every day and I still haven't gotten COVID. This is not real. And we live in the, like the biggest hotspot. It's not real, man. I'm telling you. Anyways. Guys, it's a fake. All right. This one comes from, uh, I think it's supposed to be McTominay and Marcus's Rashford's name. It's Mc, McAce Marcus. I don't oh, know no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he asks Abby or Itty. What do you guys think? Itty. <laughs> a bit, a bit of I was hatred thinking for, about hatred it. For, hatred for Londoners. Uh, Brexit for your knowledge. Uh, doesn't like Paul Pogba. It's, it's all, I was thinking all this, you okay? want. Itty is a little bit more negative, okay? But <laughs> I think his highs are higher. Like, his highs are higher than Abby's, but his lows are a lot lower. I think right. Abby would give you consistent 7 out of 10 Twitter performance. But, uh, yeah, but a peak a peak eighty two is a yeah a peak eighty is just it's hard to stop honestly. <laughs> Sensational, honestly. Yeah. Which one of them created the dead ass meme? Like I the think Abby. Dead-ass. It might have been Abby. Yeah. Hundred yeah. <laughs> percent. He put it in his in his name. He was like Juan Basaka dead arse averages like <laughs> point point two crosses a game. It's so funny. You could just I say like for every statement. I just add dead ass in the middle of it, and it it becomes funny. <laughs> it just becomes funny. <laughs> yeah. All right. This one comes from Hassan at Rip Thirty Four. He says, "Your thoughts on Folklore winning Album of the Year at the Grammys? You may possibly lose my respect if you don't answer this. Uh, well, a joke is on you, Hassan, because I didn't respect you to begin with, and I don't think you respected me. So, nothing get, to lose. Get his ass. I have no idea. Honestly, 
I don't. I think the way he loves just like white woman music makes me laugh. Cause I just said, oh, I don't, I don't know it. if he's serious <laughs> or not, but I didn't listen to that album. Oh, he, he does fully listen to that stuff. That's, that's his thing. So yeah. yeah. But All no. Right. Sorry, we'll man. A, terrible album. We'll do a couple more since this is getting kind of long. Well, just quickly, just quickly. So me, do you still listen to Eminem? Oof, dude, don't even like. <laughs> oh, don't <laughs> yes, I no. do. I listen to his old stuff, but not the new stuff that he puts out. This guy dead ass listens to Eminem in 2021. <laughs> no, I wouldn't even lie. Like, it, it, so like 2018 to like 2020, like he was always at the top of like my Spotify like year in review like chart that they give you. But this year, like, I highly doubt he's gonna be up there. Like, so I only listen to him when I'm in the shaking gym. Shaking right now that you've said this to him. He's, he's fully <laughs> raging that you've said this. <laughs> I only listen to him in the gym, but yeah, it is what it is. I still like my guy. I'm afraid. All right, this one comes from at Ever10 or Evertixon. I don't know how to say it. He says, "Is I'm only answering this because Derek answered it online, and I promised him that I would be on the podcast. Oh, oh is, Christ. <laughs> is space exploration a waste of money? No. I think, I think kind of. Oh, yes, okay, Alex, I'm here, Alex. I, I think it depends. In the hypothetical scenario that... All of the money in the world is spread out nicely and it's organized nice and neatly oh. and everyone gets what they need already. Outstanding idea to go to space. Who, On who the other pays, side, in the real world, not really. But also, even then, like, yeah, you can say, oh, well, we have people starving and people that are poor. Or why are we spending money on this? Let's not pretend like if we spent less money on space exploration, it would be going to poor people. It'd be go- if it was for America's case. It'd be going to like a bigger defense budget. That's all that happened there. For so. sure. <laughs> well, just bit of that. Who pays for the space stuff? Who pays for it? Yeah, I don't know actually. No, I think it's like private companies, like like SpaceX, of course, is a private company. Well, I don't want them. And obviously, that. a bit of the government. Not a fan of that, but yeah. Space is cool too. You invent nice things like Velcro. You wouldn't have Velcro, Derek. You would not be able to wear your Velcro shoes to the gym if we didn't have. <laughs> Was it like fuck uh, you? First of all. And, uh, wasn't it NASA who did that? Yeah, yeah, NASA. Go to space. Yeah. So I think it's the great United States of America that did that. Uh, yeah, the great USA, 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 USA. All right. Um, wow, we just got the update that Arsenal are, in fact, losing to Olympiacos. Yeah, Big rivalry going on there. In the, in the boat? Arsenal, Arsenal. Um, actually, they're losing in the game, I think. Oh, uh, they're just losing one. I don't know. I have hella, I have hella beef with Arsenal fans. Like they hate me, but it is what it is. Oh, um, yeah. All right. This last question uh, before we wrap things up comes from J Bomber, uh, everyone's favorite non-showerer. He says, "What are your guys' top three TV shows?" Uh, I guess anyone can start if you guys just want to, you know, take the mic. I would go The Wire. I oh, know. Sorry, The Office number one. Um, the Wire number two, even though I'm still watching it, I'm like the last season, a couple episodes left. And third, uh, probably some corn, something corny, like, I don't want to say it, but. What is it? I don't know, like, Drake and Josh, maybe, I don't know, something like that. Wow, you really don't know TV. You're oh, really in Josh. Back on Saul. Back on Saul. Sopranos. Mr. Robot. Top five. Okay, that's pretty good. What about you, Esther? Well, to be fair, my favorite is uh, Black Mirror. Oh, that's um, good, actually. Then it's Mr. Robot on um, Amazon Prime. I yeah. promise you, please you watch it if you haven't watched it. Yeah, everyone keeps saying, like, I got to get on that, actually. Yeah, it's such a weird... It's Mr. Such a Robot. Weird, 
But yeah. Um, and then probably last one is either Suits or How to Get Away with Murder. Probably How to Get Away with Murder. You know, I watched How to Get Away with Murder like the first four seasons and I just like dropped it. Like a spoiler if you haven't watched it. But after like uh, Wes died, I just turned it off. Like I don't think I watched it past that. Oh, did you not? I think I is he like he's alive, yeah. isn't he? Like at the end. I was, no, I was watching the suits for Mega Marvel, and that was the only reason I watched that show. Good show. <laughs> she, um, um, Wes, that whole thing, I can't lie to you, the ending was really strange. I, yes, it makes no sense to me. I remember watching it one night, and I never watched it again. I'll just Google the, the ending, see what happened. Yeah. <laughs> All right, for so me, uh, my top three, I'm going to count anime in this because he didn't specify. Fair enough. So I'll put Attack on Titan number one. I'll put Avatar 2. It's not really anime, but... And then I'll put The Office 3. So I, which one, which I mean, office? the US version. I mean, I know that's not like... It's a, it's a subjective list. Like, objectively, I don't think any of those shows are top three. I'd put, like, Breaking Bad and stuff like that. But just subjectively, those are my three favorites. But That's a just vibe top three. Sure. Yeah, it's just, like, <laughs> that's what I like TV for. Like, I don't want to sit down with, like, a pen and paper and watch, like, Breaking Bad and just analyze stuff. Like, you know, do a diagram at every screenshot. Like, Paul's, like, like Paul's people who say, like, like, the Fly episode in Breaking Bad is, like, a work <laughs> of art. Like, just shut up. Just watch the show. It was so boring. Yeah, come on, like, yeah. you just be like the monkey meme if you think that's, like, yeah. some beautiful episode. <laughs> it's pause, pause, tell him, but like, oh, yeah, the, the brick wall there is about the uh, laying bare and exposed of the characters. Like, All right. Actually, out. I'm going to do one last question just because this one got 20 likes in the replies. Oh, it says, do you feel more stimulated kissing men under 5'7 or girls over 5'7? Derek, I think yours is both, right? Is that what you do? <laughs> I love the battery, man. <laughs> Watch me in a room you literally you literally I'll know where i live I'll just come you. over just come I, over i, I will be honestly that's what the, the last ever episode of this podcast interviews you fire just 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 fall on <laughs> derek always says this he's like like lock me in a room with you like he knows where i live you can just come <laughs> in through the gate and he just you yeah, can literally you. we know you'd come out clothes off having lips to each other so we don't need to, we don't need to see that <laughs> the tension is insane the sexual tension. The sexual is tension. Really ridiculous. Yeah, you can uh, cut it with a machete. Yeah, it's thick. Oh my god. Definitely Grow men, up. men under five seven. That's the answer. My bad. I like tall girls anyway. I'd go girls over five seven. I mean, I mean. Anyways, I'm split fifty fifty. Um. Anyways, man, that will wrap it up for us today. Um. Thank you, Alex and SJ, for coming on. And uh, you guys sent in a lot of questions. I know we couldn't get around to all of them. Um, in the next episode, we'll try to answer some of them. Uh, thank you to anyone that's listened this far and continues to support us. And we'll see you guys next week. Peace.